Confidants, can you believe I am starting this episode giving an ad for my very own book? That's right. I'm here to tell you guys that you can pre-order my first book. Don't fucking panic the shit they don't tell you in therapy about anxiety disorders, panic attacks, and depression. Right now, you guys can get it at shop.catalog. I'm going to put the link below. They have some other really gorgeous books. I mean, that's what made me want to stick with them as a publisher. Their content is just gorgeous. It's relevant. It speaks to the soul. It's written by real people your age. You should check out all of their stuff. And of course, my book, Don't Fucking Panic, is filled with tons of exercises, stories, anecdotes, journal entries, coloring pages. It's got it all. It is long. It is something you can bring in the car with you, in your bag, in the purse, on an airplane, on a boat. I don't know what you're doing in your spare time. Bring it anywhere you want because this book is meant to be written on, laughed in, cried upon, torn apart. It is a book that I truly made for you and your soul and your mental health. So get it now, pre-order it. The link is included below. Let's start the show. Hello, confidants. Have you missed me? Have you missed my dirty, disgusting mouth? Ah, I have no idea where we are in the world since we are pre-recording, but as you can see by the title, this is part two of our lovely conversation with the one and only Maddie Madison Hall. We are talking all things trans life, baby. You are not only a trans woman, but you are a high working professional, viral, digital sensation. And we are getting right into all the things that we didn't get to talk about in part one. So if you haven't listened to part one, pause this, go back, check it out. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us again. This is my first two-part podcast episode. Oh, I did not realize that. Oh my God. So special. Yeah, I'll take it. So in the time since we talked, it's been a couple days, you got a dog, you got a corgi. And we just want to highlight that. I did. And I have sent you a bunch of photos and I ruined one of your interviews by accidentally sending you. Oh my God. This is so funny. (laughs) I uh, meant to text Kelsey a photo of the new dog. Yeah. (gasps) The dog, Hazel. And I did, but I also sent a selfie and a photo of fried chicken. Um, Which I didn't even think twice at. Didn't even, didn't even blink. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, nice. <laughs> and, the, and it wasn't until like hours later where I was like rereading that conversation. I was like, oh no. And you sent me a, a beautiful photo of you. Oh God. Um, it, it was, was a, a selfie, fried chicken, and your new dog. I was just like, oh, we're we're doing this. Yes. Yeah, you know, just showing off at that point. I was doing an, I told Maddie, I was doing an interview when those texts came through and I just started like laughing. Cause I was like, what the fuck is this? And the interview person just took it as like, she was saying something very funny. So I just rolled right through that. And yeah. Um, okay. So I want to just get right into it. Uh, we left off our last conversation. We, it felt more, dramatic than I meant it to be just because we were kind of digging into like the more uh like intense uh figuring it out uh chat about transition and so I kind of want to like slough that off and go into like a little bit more of the fun stuff about like transitioning and you know we didn't really get to talk about um dating we haven't really talked about just how your uh transition has been super fun like what are some of the more positive things because I think we always have to hear about the strife and the struggle right it's like why can't we just talk about like celebrate a little bit yeah a hundred percent and like I think that's something that a lot of trans people like try to do and are Mm -hmm. trying like especially nowadays to like do more because it's so hard sometimes to like focus on, oh, I need to get X, Y, and Z step done to get my ID changed. I Mm. need to do this. Am I looking as good as I want to Mm. the point where it's like, oh, like at the end of the day, I'm still a lot happier. Like 
I'm having a good time. I mean, like, would I like, do I wish I was born trans? No, but like, mm. I think it's fascinating that I've been able to sort of see and experience both sides of that coin. Yeah. Of the, apparently there's a gender coin, but I've experienced <laughs> both sides of it. It's like um, a gender cube, like a, like one of those little fast cubes. You yeah. Turn around all the colors. I think what you said, something is very interesting because, um, in pop culture, I have watched the writing of comedy in television go from like, you know, the tagline being, or not necessarily the tagline, the interesting character be the gay guy, right? Like first it was the gay man. And then we go into like the L word and we have like the lesbians finally have their thing. And then, you know, as trans people have been getting more visibility in media, I mean, not enough and it's all trash pretty much and we need more of it. Um, like I've seen how jokingly in Hollywood, it's not enough to be like, bisexual and black like you need to be like trans and non-binary like in a weird way I feel like you are more advanced than like what society allows if that makes sense yeah I mean I'd like you to elaborate a little more on that but I think <laughs> I see where you're I think I see where you're getting at but I just want a little yeah 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 so like in 10 years, right? Like uh -huh. we're hoping trans acceptance will be so much more widespread. And it's almost like we're, you were allowed to be yourself. You were like ahead of the game before society was. If, mm -hmm. if, is that, was that yeah. any better? <laughs> no, no, I, it's better. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's like an aspect of like, I guess reclamation to some degree mm. and badassery I don't know oh, yeah. where you're like where you're just like but I think every trans person has to in my opinion at least in my experience has to get to a point where they say like whether or not these barriers and state governments or government or shitty societal people mm -hmm. whatever they want me to do or have me do like it doesn't work or mm. it doesn't work for me. And there's mm. a certain point where you'd have to just say like, all right, then fuck it. Like, yeah. and that's hard because like, I want a job. I want yeah. community. I want friends. And it's like, is that going to get shifted? Is that going to change? Yes. But like, I have to be able to live with myself first. Did it feel like starting over, like in a in a way of like coming out, right? Like my bisexuality was so stretched out over time and it never felt like dramatic. I never had my like coming out moment, right? But one of my uh -huh. best friends was presented straight for 30 years and he came God. out when he was 30. And then it was like, oh my God, he became a different, he had a completely different life. And it was like this beautiful, um, redo rebirth like I don't know did you feel like that for you to some degree I think it's really fascinating because you'll see what a lot of people and a lot of trans people will say in their like coming out letters is like or when they're telling coming out to people etc like a common line is like like I'm still gonna be me I'm still the same person like I'm still your goofy daughter who loves football, you know, yeah. shit like that. Um, and yeah, like a lot of, some of those things are the same, but mm. going to your friend's point, like mm. when you hide yourself for 30 years, mm -hmm. 20 years for me, et cetera, it's like you're going to change in ways you don't expect mm. just because you're hiding those parts away from yourself for so long so like Dang, yeah did I, yeah like did i know i was gonna you know like enjoy certain aspects of femininity or yeah other things like that like i don't know like i probably not but like yeah. it was lesser it felt more like that was because i um 
had hid those parts away and right. like didn't let myself like that mm-hmm. because of a fear of, you know, like bullying or mm-hmm. being called a faggot or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was just like too much of a concern to pursue. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring up something really interesting about not being sure if you're going to like the parts of femininity that like you had never experienced before. And so last time we talked, we like, we had talked about how great your nails were. It looks like you got like the nail part of femininity, super sharp. Is there anything about like femininity you came to realize maybe you don't like, or is like overhyped? Um, like for me, it's shaving. Like I can't, I do it when, like my leg hair starts to hurt against certain pants, but if I could just grow it out and like braid it, I fucking would. <laughs> um, that's interesting because there's things like shaving where it's like, what I assume from a cisgender woman's perspective, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm not gonna do this, and it feels really powerful that yeah. I'm not. But <laughs> to me specifically, I'm just like oh, like I'm wearing shorter shorts. Like I want to personally shave right now because like like, what if I'm perceived, you know, somebody sees me and they're like, Mm. I'm on the fence. Oh, they have longer leg hair. Mm. It's like a tell almost. If it is, I don't know if it is, but I'm worried about it. Because it's changing. Yeah. Yeah, of Um, course. It's all like your own like self-doubt, right? Like when I have super long armpit hair, it did take me a minute to get over those second looks, you know, like I go to physical therapy three times a week and every time I lift my arms, there's always someone that looks at it and then looks at it again and then talks to me. And I had to get, I think I'm okay now in a place where I don't give a shit, but like I had to think about, you know, my partner's like cishet male friends who do not have very uh, radical girls in their life. And when they would come around for whatever, them saying something. And then I would just kind of like shut them down a little bit, (laughs) like slice the patriarchy up. Just, you know, just in manageable little deli slices. Yeah. But it was like a fat stack of deli slice, like hitting in the face with bologna. Like, let me teach you a little lesson, kid. But I guess that's like a very relatable thing that kind of everyone has to go through as we see these like gender norms become more fluid, which I'm super jazzed about. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it's been, it's been interesting to just see that dynamic in general on all side, on all sides of that sort of gender binary mm-hmm. of like, and everywhere in between of like, we don't, neither side needs to necessarily conform to one certain way. Neither side needs to be a suburban housewife and the other side doesn't have to be, you know, the yeah. suited up businessman honey, I'm home, like. Yeah. Was that, like, confusing? Because I know for me, I was raised with a strong female mentor lead in my life. Like, my mom wore the pants. I'm making air quotes. Like, wore the pants. And so I'd, like, go over to other kids' houses, and I'd be like, why is your mom home? Like, why doesn't she go to work? And so it was a little confusing for me to want to be feminine and then also – slay the patriarchy and become like a man's air quotes again position so like was it confusing to you at all to be like okay I'm I'm transitioning to femininity but also femininity is changing now (laughs) that's a really good point that I hadn't like considered that I don't think I've considered like Mm. explicitly and directly um I mean I think it's gratifying and I think it's Mm. really good because like when there isn't that one direct standard of a woman, it's like, okay, well, if I don't fit that one standard, right. like gives me a lot more room to, it's a lot more wiggle room. I'm not yeah. a five, six petite woman. I'm, you know, like probably, you know, I'm more like six, six, one, like, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, right. you know. And so, like making yeah. that normalized, like, I feel, I mean, I don't know. I'd be curious about your opinion. Do you feel like now is the best time more than ever to be coming out as trans or is it fucking worse? Because I know you can't really talk politics, but oh, who's this that joined? 
Oh, hello. Zach Cornfell joining our little Zoom here. How's it going, Zach? Are we live on a on a on a pod? We are we live are. on a podcast. And surprise, Maddie! I know you just love Zach's ankles, so I, do. I thought I would bring in the body of Zach. <gasps> wow, there they are. I, I woke wait, up, Kelsey. And... I was gonna go on. I was told that Maddie hated my videos, which is why I came here to start okay. beef. No, I totally <laughs> didn't wake up this morning, watch your mental health tripod, and <laughs> think about how our OCD experiences in middle school are similar and different. I didn't what? do that at all. What? Oh, no shit. I have not first heard all, this. First of all, thank you. Yeah. First no, of all, thank you for the plug. Of course, of course. Check <laughs> out Zach on the tripod. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's something that like probably late elementary school, early um, middle school, I definitely struggled with a lot. Um, mm. A lot of like, Oh, like I rub my hand on the table. I think I scratch it. And I need to tell everyone because I'm scared to like, yeah, bullshit like that. And then yep. when coming out as like, or and then with like coming to terms with my own trans identity mm. for so long, it was just like, holy shit! At this point, I have zero idea if I'm, if this is just some OCD like trigger that's like, oh wow, keeps coming back. Because it would be something that I like, I think about, I think about, I think about, I push away for like a couple months and then it comes back in full force. And I was just mm. like, that's, yeah, I can't imagine how hard that is to have, you know, identity compounded with mm. uh, the, the very overwhelming stress as it is of just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what is it? The brain quirks of OCD, man, mm. oh man. It, it was so debilitating and distracting for me, uh, especially during middle school. I, I just wish, I mean, I'm lucky that I found out about OCD at all at that time. And it sounds like I, wow. that you did a little bit too. Um, but like, otherwise, I would just be lost in my brain and think that something was deeply, profoundly wrong with me. But I, I just couldn't concentrate. I couldn't do anything. It, it, uh, I didn't know this I, about I, you, Zach. I'm a, I'm a, a endless box You're of, an of mystery and intrigue. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. I like your haircut. Oh, thanks. I haven't showered today. No, uh, yeah, I was going to say your hair looks good. I thought you got it cut and now you fucked it up and you look like a little little whipped cream doppel on top. I look like a, do like a dull whip. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I wanted to bring Maddie in to meet Zach because I know Maddie, like, You've watched obviously all the Try Guys videos. The Try, you know, Zach's like my most famous and rich friend. And I figured, like, no shit. this would up cool. the views of the podcast, maybe. But I love mm -hmm. that we're talking mental health for a second because I feel like that's such a part of like trans identity, too, is like making sure there's support for that. And I wonder, Maddie, if you could talk just a little bit about like, was that there for you? Is that something you're passionate mm -hmm. about? Does the world need to like listen the fuck up? And you're you're saying sorry to, to, to clarify. Mm. Like, did did I get that support for me, or yeah. just like the trans community? I I am so fucking fortunate that you know I Kelsey. I kind of talked about this a little last time that like all the even all of the male friends whom I was like super worried about like were overwhelmingly supportive and we're just like out while watching like a world cup game um and then it was like commercial was like i gotta tell you now um and they're like okay all right back to watching the game and then <laughs> and then it was like okay well that supports there like when i came wow. out like all the journalism school and like my community was and my parents were um mm. i don't know i've i think every every point where I feel like I've been extremely worried about like what's going to happen coming out um, mm. like in coming out and being in sketch comedy shows in college after coming out for the first time. Mm. Uh, Classic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, shout out uh, Mizzou improv and Mizzou battle whale. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and every single time like that, when even when like joining Business Insider and Insider, like mm -hmm. I think I always anticipated some pushback, some backlash. Mm -hmm. But literally, the only time that ever happened was when I went 
fucking viral and like that yeah. was just inevitable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I talk about that in my book a little bit, not to plug myself, but like the the anxiety anticipation is usually always worse than the thing itself. And that's not our fault. It's what we've seen in media and society. And um, just like a total tangent. Zach, what the fuck is the deal with your ankles? I never got this. I never got this joke. Kelsey, you've known me for so long. Certainly at one point you've been like, damn, I want to fuck those ankles. It's also sure not a haven't. joke. It's just not a joke either. <laughs> For it's sure like, haven't. I want to yeah, fuck your little... fiance, but Ooh. understood. <laughs> uh, this is a, a long-standing uh, fear of mine that Kelsey will someday steal Maggie from me. It's uh, it's 100%. not. Uh, it's kind of a when, not if situation. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, like the world is progressing. Like that might be cool. Like that might be a hot thing one day. You know, see, like the, the danger was. Um, I thought it was uh, Keith's wife taking her. Oh, do I have a competition? There's a lot. There's a lot of people who are trying to take Maggie from me, and I, uh, (laughs) frankly, don't stand a chance. You locked her down. You locked it down. I did, but you know, now you gotta keep it. You gotta, you gotta keep water in the plant. But that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think society will progress to a position where, like, it's not gonna be weird that we're like a throuple of friends that I also fuck your wife. Like, I think. That will just be like she'll be like my gal pal, you know. We'll go shopping. A thruple of a thruple of friends where you and I have no physical <laughs> connection whatsoever. Especially <laughs> just, not with your ankles. Whatever the fuck is going, I do not have like a foot thing. Oh, it's sad. not a foot thing. It's an ankle thing. What's it's a different part of the body. The difference. Uh, about a couple inches. Okay. Well, I heard. I don't know if this is true, so please don't quote me. But I heard that yeah. in your brain. The pleasure center is right next to the recognition of foot center. So that's why some people have a foot fetish and it's like really fucking intense because your wires are like so crossed and it's not the person's fault. Does that make sense? The recognizing foot center? That's a a region of the brain? It's a whole quarter of your brain in the hippocampus. I'll take it. I'm lying. I assume. I don't know. I think that... um, Foot fetish, I feel like, must be one of, if not the most popular uh, sub-attractions, right? Mm. Oh, I have a question for both of you. Would you ever get an OnlyFans? And if so, what would you do on it? Only if... OnlyFans, only if... (laughs) um, I wasn't in a public eye anymore, like, in Mm. journalism. Fair. You're a business lady. You have to be kind of profesh. I mean, I, I have multiple friends who did, are on OnlyFans who are among, you know, the top blank percent, whatever, mm. you know, shout out to, to, my, to the girls out there. Yeah, um, hell yeah. But like, I'm too scared to, uh, I mean, like, I think yeah. that's a reasonable concern just from a like journalistic thing yeah you can't you that is something that you can't be both you cannot be a respected journalist and a top only fans participant i mean but i'd like the money but and i'd like the i think there's a lot of body and personal body positivity that comes out of doing that where it's just like yeah i mean i've just seen so many people that it's like i've seen so many trans people on twitter Mm, that have mm -hmm. gone from man i hate my body every day mm-hmm. i can't mm. stand it too yep. i got this only fans and like yep. a because they needed it for to pay bills etc right. like there's no judgment any way of course but through that and through other people giving that monetary and mm-hmm. emotional validation 100%. they in turn grow Yeah, there was an article that went viral yesterday about a woman who had posted a tweet that was like, uh, if a man pays for dinner, I don't owe him sex. What do you think? I'm only worth $60. And then people trolled her because she has an OnlyFans. And they were like, well, apparently you're only worth $15. But then, like she said at first, it was like devastating because she was getting dragged to hell. But then... It was like free promotion and everyone started subscribing to her OnlyFans and she became like the top OnlyFans person by getting trolled. And she's also trans. Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of amazing. Yeah, no. And it's like, 
also, I think she made that the point too of like, it's $15 to see a picture, but there's a much bigger difference between a photo and everything in right. person. Like, Zach, you know, what you know, about you? Maddie, your point of, well, Maddie, your point of using, um, you know, photos as empowerment uh, actually really strikes a chord with me because mm. it's almost like our Try Guys video videos are, are uh, free comedy only fans like especially in the beginning I put my uh, partially naked body out on the internet so much yep. and I got to hide under the guise of comedy uh. and you know cis straight guys are not subjected to the same mm -hmm. like if my body is funny that is okay mm -hmm. and it's not being looked at them in the same way whatever but I was a wildly insecure person mm. um, about my body, just from stuff that, that mm. was a holdover from middle school and childhood. Mm. And I, I actually, so I edited the first couple Try Guys videos and I shifted frames <gasps> to hide as much of my body you as po did? possible. It, it, yeah, it horrified me so much to see myself uh, mm. naked in any way. Mm. Uh, the weirdest things, like I, uh, I have, I have large areola of my nipples. Love a big and areola. It was, Love. Thank God, I found you. <laughs> More uh, to just be a part <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah. But when I was a kid, it 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 made me oh. so insecure at pool parties, whatever. So anyway, well, kids that are was fucking still mean. They are, but they yeah. never said anything. It was just, it was just me. Mm. Kids are mean to themselves too. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, my point is, putting those videos out there, mm. like. I was like, you know, bracing for impact of the comments, but actually mm. all the comments were super fucking lovely yeah. and, and made me feel like, oh, oh, am I, I, I can say that I'm cute-ish? Okay, cool. It, it was really actually, the whole process has been uh, wonderful for my self-confidence. Again, mm -hmm. I have the most blessed internet experience uh, possible. It goes a different way for a lot of people. I have seldom, if ever, had to deal with the negative uh, brunt of it but mm. it's been a positive experience for me so anyway i don't think i would do an OnlyFans because uh you know it seems well because it seems like there are already enough people coming in and taking attention away from the people oh. who are hardworking and built oh. that platform oh. they don't oh. they don't need me but Laughing i'm all about uh, all about showing your body it, it makes that it feel a, good no like deadass that is an ally because yeah. i think the fact that you just said like you're not there to take away from the people that it's built for like it's theirs mwah. Mwah, mwah, chef's kiss ally. Maddie, I know you have something to say, but I just had to insert that there. No, no, go. Um, Zach, I'm curious, like, did you do that thing when you were like editing those videos where you would see yes. it and that be like immediately what your eyes dart to? Oh, yeah. Because, so this isn't a secret, I just don't talk about it too much, mm. but like, what was it? I guess now a year or two ago, I had a nose job. And before that, mm. yeah, no. Um, as a Jew, you know. I was going to say, like, please, this is my comfort zone. I got my, all my people ready to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, as a Jew, you know, it was like growing up in Jewish spaces. It was like, oh, like, man, he's got that Jewish nose, which is funny yep. because, like, came from my Christian father and just <laughs> more by virtue of breaking it. Take that, sports. stereotypes. Yeah. Playing. Yeah, no, Jewish nose and curly Jewish hair from my Christian father. Um, yeah, thanks, Dad. But, um, <laughs> but before that, like, literally every photo, if it wasn't, like, directly on, mm. I would be like, that's all I can focus on. Mm. And I used to joke after I had that surgery, I was just like, oh, now I can focus on all my other insecurities because uh, that was, I mean, but, like, it was but gone. True. Like, but, like, I literally don't have a second thought about that anymore mm. which is like i'm sure like it might still be a concern for you but doing that uh. over and over and doing it for years i'm sure like it's less of a you get more comfortable with it yeah because zach the well, try guys have done a lot of videos about like plastic surgery and stuff and you've got to see like an artist rendering of what you would look like with different this different that like i have to imagine what your body's been through on the internet like you know, it can go two ways, right? You could, it can really fuck you up. But I love Maddie, what you said. It's like, oh, I fixed that. Now I can focus on everything else I fucking hate yeah. about myself, which reminds me of like kind of Zach, our chronic pain stuff. It's like, okay, if I can nail the one part that's hurting today, now I can finally feel like my knee pain, you know? <laughs> that's a side Yeah, tangent. that is, oh man, that's too real. Well, yeah. it's funny because to bring it full circle, like you 
complimented my hair earlier, Kelsey. Like my hairline was my biggest insecurity what? for so long. I guess that was the negative of putting myself on video is that I was fixating on the fact that the, you know, the, the waves were bringing the current back or whatever stupid metaphor I want to use. Um, and so I, you know, made a video about it. I, I got hair restoration surgery uh, a little over a year ago. Wow. And it's been it, a fucking year. Yeah. 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 Over a year. So this is it. I mean, you know, I haven't washed it, but, uh, uh, I have a follow-up coming up about it soon. Um, Give us an inside peek. How do you feel about it? Exclusive I feel content. incredible about yeah. it. It it was so look look. I part of me felt silly at the time and still wishes that like I didn't that it didn't control me that I would that I could have just been like yeah whatever this is my mm. face this is my hair and whatever because cool. that's but, very cool now. It, like body acceptance is like the thing now, but. I wish, but yeah. I'm not that I, I, I couldn't. And for me, getting that procedure just was this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Mm. And it allowed me to just be like, yes, this is how I want to feel. This is mm. how I think that I am in my mind. Uh, mm. And I, uh, it, it really just allowed me to stop caring. Mm. So, so even immediately after the procedure, like they shaved your head down, they they really brought it back, and so I looked the worst oh, that I ever it was looked. My terrifying. hair. You looked like a fucked up blow oh, up doll. I'm not talking about when my face was sold. Oh, okay, that was all. That was. Ter- I still have that nightmares was, about yeah. that. I love him. That that guy I love. No, but I I'm talking about guy. just like I once where my hair was shitty, but. I was able to own it. Mm. And then now I get to a point where like, I don't pay attention to it in videos. Mm. It was all I fixated on every, mm. I'm sorry, I'm long, but. No, uh, I think the body modification conversation is like exactly on point with what we've been kind of talking about in this episode. <laughs> this is actually a part two. We did a, a one episode with Maddie first talking about the like woes of like transition, but this was kind of the more mm-hmm. fun stuff. And I mm-hmm. think like, the body modification stuff is like the fun stuff. And I probably am using the wrong term body modification, but like Go the surgeries, it. like the hairline, like I feel like in this wave of really like woke kids who just fucking love themselves. I'm like, we didn't get that. We did not have nice <laughs> friends. Why? <laughs> yeah, no, like going off that, it's like, I don't, it's we like I am Zach. You're th- are you twenty? Are you thirty now? Thirty. Okay. Old. Yeah. Um. Me too. Yeah. No. As a as a as the youth as the twenty three year old. Um, What's that like? Yeah. You know, tell us everything. Yeah. You know, as a 90- your back doesn't hurt when you sit down and when you stand and when you lay down. Oh my god. You don't you fall know. asleep crying. You know, I I totally you know as somebody born in ninety seven. Oh. To- that- how dare uh, you? And you have a good paying job already? You need to. You I need know. To fuck she's right like off. a respected report. <laughs> fuck it. I can't. Go ahead. Go ahead, Maddie. Um, I mean, like, I do think there was concern. I mean, I thought there was a lot of concern and worry about, like, what will my friends think if I say I'm going to get a surgery and this? Mm. And, like, mm. been nothing but supportive. And I don't know if that's just maturity or just mm. the generation, but, like, wow. I've saved up money to hopefully get like a boob job at some point. Yes. Um, but like, and you know, I'm expect that's also a job or not a job, um, a surgery that gets sort of negative press. Like, oh, like sure. look at those bolted on or, you know, like mm. it's like, it just gets that negative yeah. connotation to sure. it. But like nothing but, again, go back, like nothing but support in that sense. And it's like, I think this generation kind of, gets or these younger generations understand more just the importance of like looking and feeling better in your own skin than any before where it was like I don't care how you felt in your skin you just need to conform and be presentable so that Mm. when Karen comes and visits the office later she doesn't get uncomfortable Ugh, fucking Karen you know what's fascinating our <laughs> our it's it pains me to say they were different generations but we're slightly different <laughs> generations uh like we I think grew up in such a response to this over like the photoshopped age and the model like times where we had to tell everybody like love yourself for who you are you don't need to change yourself because of the images that you see but then the reaction to that is Yes, but 
it's okay if you want to. Yeah. Like if you want to for you. So I think both things are true. Like we are overly manipulated by the images that we see. And especially Uh now with social media, like we are all used to putting filters on our faces and, and, you know, staring at our faces in these like wide angle lenses that are horribly unflattering for every single person. Yeah, but your glasses uh, look good. I know, right? Isn't this cool? Like, it's pretty glasses. fun, actually. That's... I'm going to like, the rest. So, your glasses don't go across your nose? Oh, no, they're wow. weird. Like, yeah, how about that, right? Huh. That's cool. That? Anyway, uh, <laughs> not an ad. <laughs> Not the, not the point of this conversation either. <laughs> well, glasses can be an aesthetic addition if you think they about are. it on a very, very micro, micro level. But Oh, I think it all the time. Buying glasses is so hard because it's buying your face, <laughs> you know? it's Yeah. I look very different without my glasses, too. A lot of people <gasps> like, right? It's, it's weird. Like Superman I don't know. and then Clark Kent. I, I, uh, all my life, being very maybe I'm nice, over... Maddie. <laughs> Oh, I mean, all my life friends didn't recognize me when I took my glasses off. It was, I don't dude, know. Yeah, no, like, when I look at pictures yeah. of you as a kid, I don't recognize you. Like, you don't have the same face. Like, something happened to your face. Mm. And I could say the same for me. I've had like five jaw surgeries, but you look like a different person as a child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in a car accident, so it did change my face. Oh, God. Don't make me feel bad now for saying your face is all different. <laughs> Maddie, I'm curious, like, how you feel about you looking at your younger photos, right? Like, when I look at Zach's, I'm like, oh, God, he, that could be anybody. <laughs> and then, like, how do you uh, feel, obviously, looking back at it? Yeah. Um, conflicted. I mean, there's similar to, like, certain, those, like, the, another plug, the Try Guys, like, recreating old photos where, like, you know, oh, wow. the cat and Eugene, like looking depressed, yeah. looking into the distance. I think, I think there's a lot of that you can get out of like looking back at your younger photos, mm. like 10, 20 years later. W- what you, age did you transition? I guess in college. So around okay. 20 to 21 is like, I guess I yeah. started hormones like two years ago, but okay. around that. Sorry to interrupt. I just, no, no, you're curious. good. Yeah. Um, Shit, where was, where, what were we saying? Um, Damn it, Zach. No, no, you're good. <laughs> looking at, well, looking at childhood yeah, photos yeah, and like, what, what feeling does that fill you with? Yeah. yeah, so like, I think you look back and it's like, oh, I don't know. At that time, you're full of so much, but mm. like, you know, emotion, anxiety, and you look back and you're like, damn, like, that was a much harder period than I thought mm. it was. Like, mm. I think when you're, in the thick of it, you're like, oh, well, everyone else is sort of experiencing this to some degree. Right. Um, but like, I don't know. I I often feel I, like sorry for my little self. Like I often I, give her a lot of compassion. Like, oh God, she had no idea. She didn't know she's a kid. I mean, I look back at that and I have that same reaction, but like, I think until I really came to terms with it, I wasn't like, I didn't have an awful time being a dude. Like I was a captain <laughs> of our lacrosse team. Like I, didn't, yeah. I, I still did these like intensely masculine things and didn't have an issue. It was just a certain point mm-hmm. of like, that's just not, that's right. not what makes me as happy. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I look back and I think I'll, I'll always wish no matter what, that like I went through the hormonal transition process younger Mm, but mm, at the mm. same time like I do look back and I'm I don't know it's 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 hard because it's like what could have been Mm. like what how much different would I look now if I had started blockers as a 15 16 year old how I mean that was like a big thing that got me to transition when I was 20 21 where I was just like if the later I transition, the less the hormonal physical oh, effects wow. will be. So really? I was just like, wow. Yeah. That's just, I mean, like the, the less like puberty progressed, et cetera, right. you are the less or the, um, the more of an effect that, right. you know, that have because testosterone right. much more than like estrogen really shifts like, your bones and mm. your um, and like your vocal tract, sure. like that thickens a lot. Um, wow. 
Yeah. So like, it mean, would have like, been easier, are you saying, maybe? Because mm -hmm. you kind of do it while it's happening. It's why, like, it's why, like, if you ever hear somebody talking about, like, facial feminization surgery. Yeah. Which is, like, um, it's not one specific surgery. It's usually just, like, a host of different surgeries that, you know, somebody might decide to do to mm -hmm. give a more feminine appearance. Right. But, like a way I saw it described recently that I really enjoyed was that it wasn't like to make you, you look better or pretty or whatever. Right. It was to like literally erase the damage or like effects oh. of testosterone. Wow. That so does not, change the perspective. Yeah. It's not, Oh, I need this to look cute. It's I want this. This is a medical necessity because testosterone changed me when I didn't, Damn, say that louder. I wish more people looked at it through that lens. I think that that's really, um, it, you can feel a lot of empathy with the way that's presented. And I really wish a lot more um, insurances felt that way too. Oh my God, I feel like that could be a whole episode. But um, yeah. Zach, I don't know how, if you can stay or go. I don't know if you've got, oh, it's 1142. Yeah, I probably do have to go. Okay. But, so before we get <laughs> to our next segment, let's sign off with Zach. What's our next segment? I want to know what it is. We're going to talk about dating, and you're not going to be here. So you're just going to have to listen okay, to fine. the episode. Well, I'm also whatever, be Maggie. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's, this next segment is, is how list. everyone's going to steal my fiance. Zach. Uh, Maddie, so nice to meet you. Yeah, plug, it's great to meet you. Plug something as if you don't already have the popularity. <laughs> Uh, Kelsey and I are making a podcast together in a couple months. Okay. Oh my God. Soon. I forgot. <laughs> I know. We, I, I'm going to text you this week about it. Okay. Bye, Zach. <laughs> bye. You will have to take the microphone, rip it away from me before I ever stop talking about BetterHelp. You guys, this is a service that I use every week, not only individually, but for couples therapy too. BetterHelp is a app that is a professional licensed therapy application for you. I don't want anything interfering with your happiness, okay? And BetterHelp is going to assess your medical needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 24 hours, okay? They are always there for me. I have no problem messaging my therapist at all hours. She is constantly checking in with me if I don't, you know, poke her from time to time. She'll poke me and be like, hey girl, we should have a session. That's why I love her because she actually cares about me and that's what BetterHelp is all about. She is there to facilitate a therapeutic match. And guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can change them at any time. No risk, no charge. It's just like Tinder. You just swipe. You're like, oh, never mind. I don't like you anymore. I just, I'm going to get someone new. They are licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, all things I write about in my book. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and don't forget that they have all sorts of financial planning help that you know, everyone should be able to access therapy, especially right now. And I want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month. Okay, 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CI. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, 
bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Oh my God, that's so funny. I completely forgot that Zach, myself, and our friend Garrick are starting a podcast. We've already filmed two episodes and it's really funny. Um, Was that fun? Well, that was certainly a surprise. I was like, Cummins, because I was texting with him this morning and it like Uh dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute, you should say hi to Maddie. Come in, like, here's the link. And he's like, I appreciate that. Oh, that was so fun. Um, I love Zach. I think he's just like, He's just a good dude, you know, and he's got a very strong uh, fiance who I feel like, you know, we are the backbone of these good men is how I always feel about it. But speaking of good men, let's talk about dating, girl. What What? the fuck has that been like? What is like, where do you even approach that from? Like, what's your mindset? I mean, you approach it just like looking at a dumpster fire. Like, where do you begin here? Um, (laughs) I, I think it like there were certainly options for me growing up. Like, I don't think I was an unattractive person, Um, but Mm. there was so much that like, I think there was a point where I realized I, no matter what, I couldn't date somebody Mm. at that time before coming out, et cetera, because I felt like I personally didn't think it was fair to hide something that big. Wow. Yeah. From and like nothing against people that are closeted and have sure. partners. Like sure. I'm just very jealous of a partner. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I mean since then it's been interesting. And mm. like I've definitely gone on a couple dates all in, while I was like living in Brooklyn and New York. And I have to like, imagine it's easier in New York City, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that New York City has the number, it's the number one, like, location in the world with the most trans people. Oh, I didn't know that either. Didn't know either till I moved there. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, so that was really sweet and really great. And, like, so, yeah, like, the Tinder and, like, dating apps in that area mm-hmm. tended to, like, include more queer mm-hmm. identifying mm-hmm. people. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like those experiences were really great, and you, and you oh. definitely. Hi, Hazel. Come Big here. Corgi wants some um, airtime. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean it's still messy in the sense that like right now I live with my parents, like sure. you know, in an apartment. So I'm not looking. I'm not really. Nor am I going out to like right. bars and stuff. And no something. One is. <laughs> I'm the, I was the type before where it was like, if I'm going to go on an app, like a dating app, it would have been like, oh, I'm going to swipe. I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. this, whatever. But now it's like, it's a queer person. And especially as a trans person, mm. there isn't like a good, or it doesn't seem to be like a good um, outlet app, et cetera. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah, like because it would get so, fetishized, right? Yeah, it's like if you if you make an app that's like meet meet trans people, it's like, oh yeah. shit, like Why no, is none of the trans on there. Yeah, <laughs> like if I wanted that, I would go on Grinder because <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. but like yeah, it's just hard. And then it's like if you're on Tinder and you turn it on, it's like if you put it in your dating profile, like some people have had, I've seen many documented experiences where trans people were openly trans on their dating app and got reported enough that they got banned from Tinder. You're kidding. No. Did Tinder like pay for that or say anything about that? Not that I know of. I mean, it's just the point where like, I'm, it may just be an automated response where if enough people right, report, report you. And, and that's just like transphobia at its finest. Yeah, where it's just like, didn't do anything wrong, but I don't want to see it here. And right. then therefore, like, shifts have the app, right, you know. Was, right, And so, like, at this point in my young life, I'm just like, there's nothing more. It seems like the best way for me moving forward 
is to like shift that mm. shift that focus from an app to in-person queer Love. connecting networking yes. to like hey this friend set me up oh i met this person through this person mm-hmm. like i trust you right because it feels like there's much more trust that's necessary 100%. Now. yeah and i think like it's a tough time for everybody yeah. to be dating. And like, we don't know what the future of dating is going to look like in a, in a weird way. I think maybe like the universe has given us all a little bit of time to like solidify who we are and what we want. Right. Like, I think there was a study that said people are now finding out like what means more to them than anything. Like, Oh, they're spending more time with their families now. And so they're like, Oh, holy shit. I missed family time. And it's like, I think, in this COVID situation, maybe it's like a blessing in disguise in that, like, it sounds like you've already figured out a little bit that to you, an in-person trustful meeting Mm -hmm. is the best way for you to date. And I think that that's wonderful because you also probably entered the dating scene with the option of apps being like the only way people meet. Mm -hmm. And that feels so limiting and it does feel like it could get fetishized really easy. And I think in moving forward in dating for everyone, it seems like in person feels more uh, desirable just because now what we've been through through the last year, people are going to be like dying to go out on dates. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've sent enough messages. Like I want a human touch connection now. And I'm just like, yeah. that's not there. What's what's the point really? And do you, have you ever had any like, bad experience because I have to imagine like on dating apps people are real fucking bold anyways because it's either like I'm trying to fuck or like I want a partner like have you had any bad experiences where it's shaped the way you think about how you present yourself on the app um yeah like on are you familiar with the app uh her Mm -hmm. I believe it's called Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like that was an app I felt like was pretty accepting and it was how two really close um, lesbian friends of mine met in college. Mm. And um, yeah, so like I had definitely tried that at one point. And then while I was living in New York, like got a little more confidence. I was like, let's do it. You know, I was matching with people, but there were a couple of times where it was like, no matter what, it feels like there's that um, elephant in the room mm. where it's like, okay, like, just got to ask, like, do you know, are you cool with this? Like, ah, so you bring it, you put it on the table. Most of the time, I feel like I have to just because I need that confirmation mm. that, like, I need to know if this is a deal breaker or not because my time is worth more than that. God fucking damn right. And I think like, I don't know, maybe I'm just naive in thinking that more people care less now than ever before, right? Like, I I would think. But but you're also in Texas right now, so I cannot confirm. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I am in Texas. And then I went to school in Missouri. In Missouri. And then, yeah. So like my, I will say Houston's pretty. Yeah liberal like yeah blue and right. you know supportive of the queers yeah you know? <laughs> but yeah no like it's definitely different and it's definitely different knowing that um you know that like you might not get that support everywhere right. i don't know I wonder, we've already been talking again for almost an hour. I cannot believe how quickly our conversations fly by. Um, I wonder, you know, to like have a wrap up, if you could say something to the confidants who are listening about, you know, people who are kind of accepting their identity and wanting some like guidance on where to even fucking start in your journey like if you had any tips tips tricks and advice (laughs) um i mean first my dms on twitter are almost always open Uh. at by madison hall um i try to help answer people um just be direct in what you're asking don't say like 
hey and that's it you know like <laughs> the worst I'm, i will never answer a hey yeah um but like yeah um i'm trying to think i mean one thing i think i think is just to like start following some queer mm. creators like i think something that helped me a lot at the beginning and accepting myself etc was just like seeing other people on youtube on mm -hmm. twitter on i guess tiktok now where yeah, it was just like time yeah no my, my tiktok's all like yeah. trans stuff now yeah. but like <laughs> um but like seeing people yourself right are represented and like and levels of success too yeah. like that helped me a ton um that's I mean, a really good one it's hard because like you know different ages different experiences and especially like with covid like certain right. groups don't meet but like mm -hmm. there are tons of like discords as well yeah. um there's tons of online communities the internet is your friend yeah no like legitimately yeah. i think right going off your question like mm -hmm. 30 minutes ago ah. the internet right now like there's no better time to transition mm -hmm. in sense mm -hmm. of like it's not 1970 where you're mm -hmm. sitting with your comic book in a tree house like i don't know who <laughs> i don't know another trans person it's right, right. 2020 and there's a billion very easy to find forums on like right. Right. Reddit on Twitter, mm -hmm. etc., where it's like it's out oh, there. Oh, this is yeah. yeah, like it's not hidden anymore. Right. And now that those boundaries and barriers are broken, I think it's so much easier to like find that support and group mm. and friendship and like mm. yeah, and I think this is sort of a professional advice as well, but like you know, if you're in an organization, like if you're a journalist, like, mm, for example, yeah. like try to find if there's a queer group or branch of people within mm -hmm. your... Uh, or start it yourself, right? Like go to HR. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's harder to do if you haven't like fully accepted yourself. Sure, but like, sure. But like, no, there's the in this situation, there's like the Trans Journalists Association, which was started like a couple months ago, but wow. is really great. And I think everyone in there has been like, oh, well, we didn't have a group to just discuss this for. There's already the National Association of Black Journalists. There's Asian American Journalists Association. Mm -hmm. There's other minority, mm -hmm. you know, organizations for right. journalists like that trans community wasn't represented. Right, you gotta find so, like, your people. Find your niches and your people with yeah. and your own work and niches. And like, yeah. I, cause that's something for me, like just finding like-minded professionals right. within my industry, it was like, oh, that's so helpful. That's and I so think that's like good advice for like cis listeners as well. Like, I think like when you were saying like, in my head, it just popped up, like, get more trans friends, y'all. Like, it's 2020. There's no reason. Like, what you said struck me when you said, like, it's not hidden anymore. And there's no reason why you can't educate yourself. I'm talking more to the cis listeners. But there's no reason why you can't surround yourself with more trans media and experience just because, like, you fucking should. <laughs> um yeah. Well, shit, Maddie, this has been a fantastic conversation. And I hate that I have to thank you for your bravery for talking so openly about it because society, but like, honestly, thank you for being so open and such an advocate yeah. and also for doing the journalistic work that you do. Everyone should definitely go follow you on Twitter right now. Um, if there's anything else you want to plug in where people can find you, please tell us. Uh, on Twitter at by Madison Hall. Um, my author page on business insider and you know you can also find that stuff with you know my interview of kelsey yeah uh, go read our interview but i don't know but yeah i guess that's like my only real plug. yeah honestly because she's a professional don't forget audience um but i love that your dms are open and thank you so much maddie of coffee dance 
Uh, you all know what I'm going to say. You can rate this five stars on iTunes. If you're not going to give it five stars, please don't rate it at all because I am very sensitive. Go pre-order my book if it's not already out by now. Uh, and go follow Maddie. Thank you so much, Coffee Don. See you next week. Oh, and we ended on the Corgi. Yay. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.